So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our Developabilities Podcast episode on the Americans with Disabilities Act. My name is Eric Stoker, and I'm the Information Specialist for the Utah Developmental Displaced Council, and we've got a great show for you today. It's hard to imagine that 32 years ago, the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed into law by President George H.W. Bush. After the signing was completed, a lot of things started to change, like wheelchair ramps and public buildings, elevators, and so much more. So just for the audience who is listening to this podcast, this is part one of three on our podcast episodes on the Americans with Displays Act. So joining me in the studio today is my good friends, Jenna Mosier, who is with Aggies Elevated and Utah State University's Institute for Display Research Policy and Practice, and Will Ferrer, who is with the South Carolina Developmental Displays Council. And Jenna and Will, I just want to say thank you guys both so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to be on our podcast today. We really appreciate it. Of course, not a problem. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us. It's my pleasure, guys. So my first question everyone wants to start us off is tell us a little bit about yourself. Jenna, you want to go first? Sure. Um, my name is Jenna Mosier. Um, I grew up in Park City, Utah, and I was in the first cohort of Aggies Elevated in 2014. Um, when I was in high school, I always dreamed of going to college, but I wasn't sure if there was something out there that would fit me and what I needed to be successful. Um, but a mutual friend told uh, my mom and me about a potential startup program at Utah State University called Aggies Elevated. And we did our research and we um, filled out the application. I got letters of recommendation and I went through the whole process and I ended up getting into the first cohort and um, it was a really exciting time, but it was a very nerve wracking time as well because Park City is about two and a half hours away from Logan and it wasn't easy for me to move away um, two and a half hours away from my parents and my sister, but it was totally worth it. And then afterwards, um, when I graduated from Aggies Elevated, I wanted to um, go on and pursue my associate's degree. So I did that. And then in 2020, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in human development and family studies. And in January of this year, I started a new job as a Vista AmeriCorps volunteer, and I am the alumni specialist and the outreach coordinator for Aggies Elevated, and I'm really enjoying it so far. That's awesome, Jenna. Well, uh -oh. great story, Jenna. Uh, Thank you. So my name is Will Ferrier. Um, I actually moved to Columbia, South Carolina in 2015, where I got uh, the job as the Partners and Policymaking Coordinator for the South Carolina Developmental Disabilities Council. I oversee all their self-advocacy grants. Before that, um, I graduated in 2014 from the College of Charleston's REACH program, uh, where I actually got to understand myself. And when I mean myself is I have autism in the form of this Asperger's syndrome. So it allowed me to understand who I am, what I'm about, and what I'm trying to, what I'm passionate about. And, how can I help the next generation? Um, I, like I said, I am the Partners and Policy Making Coordinator. What that means is I put on a program that is five months 
Um, this is this program is actually based out of Minnesota. Um, they are the founders of that program, but we modify it for the constituent, the delegate, I say delegate, the constituents. Sorry. Um, here are the parents and self advocates that go through the program. It allows basically that the, those to learn how to work with the system and have instead of having the system work against them. Um, it allows me to also network and connect with other folks and learn more about the disability, like such as SILS. And I've actually, that's how I met Eric, my good friend. That's true, we did. So my next question for you two is, whoever wants to start us off, is how has the Americans with Disabilities Act impacted your life and why? Uh, uh, Will, you want to go? Sure. Um, so it's impacted my life in the sense of when you have something that is not, as human beings, we're trained to see what's in front of us, the surface level, if you want to call it. But it's up to it's up to those educators and those that have been through the process to, oh, this person has this uh, uniqueness or this disability. It's, I would say it's deeper than you think. However, it's, the ADA has helped me in that terms of figuring out what resources and accommodations that I do need. So, like, for example, I have an echo pen and I use for meetings at work. Because I don't do, um, I'm not the best note taker. I'm a slow note taker. So it allows me to record that. Having the ADA understand that this is accommodation, falls on the American Disabilities Act, allows me to be able to uh, do my, not just do my job, but do my job successfully. Um, also, it has, um, the ADA has helped me understand the segregation that goes along with the disability community, because if you think about it, um, there we as people with disabilities um, segregate ourselves. Like, oh, we might categorize with ourselves with intellectual. Okay, y'all have a physical. Like, we don't have much in common, but we do have similar barriers. Just because uh, those that um, might need, uh, such as um, uh, accessible, more accessible stuff, that that y'all need that accessible stuff, but we need to understand. How do we help y'all help everybody? Those that need the accessible um, stuff. How do we use that first-person language to explain that to our legislators, the ones that actually might not have that intellectual disability that struggle with certain terminology or certain things that don't coincide? So it helps us um, bridge the gap of what not just what one party needs, but what everybody needs in in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I totally agree um, with you on several of those things, Will. Um, I think um, I have a um, learning disability, um, so it's not visible, but it still affects me in pretty big ways. Um, I think having the Disability Resource Center available to me um, like you said, will for accommodations and um, what I need to be successful is so huge and so huge for everyone um, who has a disability that affects the way that they learn. Um, and even if it doesn't affect the way that they learn, they can still use those accommodations. And I think that um, having those accommodations and those resources can definitely um, have huge 
changes and the reflections of what people with this of what individuals with disabilities are capable of and i also believe that um, the ada has helped programs like aggie's elevated get started and i think aggie's elevated changed my life forever i think that's one of the bigger ways that the ada has helped me is it's helped me get a higher education and it's helped me um, get a job and it's helped me explore other opportunities and it's helped me you know accept that i have a disability that's been a rocky road <laughs> um but it's helped me accept my disability and it's helped me you know in this job as we speak i definitely believe that that is awesome, Jenna. So my last question for you two is, it has been 32 years since the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed. What things do you still, do you see that still need improvement? Um, the things that I see that still need improvements are having programs like Aggies Elevated be expanded throughout um, the nation and the world at that. Um, there are so many individuals who want to get a higher education but don't have access to it you know people need to um step up and they need to say hey i can do this job i can start a program like this and i definitely think that it needs to be efficient and proactive for for those who we need these specific programs in order to make their dreams come true. Well, go ahead. So I look at it as more those in power be held to those standards because going back to your previous question, um, the fact that it's allowed those all across the board, whether you went through an alternative way through college or the traditional way or whatever it may be, if you just went to school, trade school, it's allowed those individuals to like be successful in more ways than one, but, but most importantly, not just be successful, but provide a life for themselves. However, it, it does need to be updated in the sense of what laws need to be um, put into place. If any language needs to be, and also the ADA needs to be put into a form of education of there should be a, you put everything else into classes of like laws and everything that should be in a way to like, Hey, we need to find a way to teach these, these things like the ADA needs to be taught at a lower level. And how do you use those languages to teach those at that, at that elementary um, middle school level? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Will. And I also think that the ADA has, um, benefited many, many employees throughout the year, because as the ADA states, a, a supervisor or um, an employer needs to support individuals with disabilities and meet their needs and, you know, support them with whatever they need to be successful. And, you know, I've um, I've had some challenges with that in the past, but in more ways than one, I think the ADA has really helped helped me, you know, shown that 
individual dis individuals with disabilities can get jobs and they can get employed and they can make good money and they can get more credit than they than they deserve. People, individuals with disabilities work so hard and they probably work harder than individuals without disabilities because they have a lot of challenges that that um, sometimes make things a lot harder for them. And, you know, sometimes they don't get the credit that they deserve. And I think that the ADA really does a good job of stating you cannot fire someone just because they have a disability. They do a really good job of stating that, I think. These are some awesome answers, guys. Well, I want to say thank you to Jenna and Will for taking the time out of their busy schedules to be interviewed today. I really appreciate it. And coming up next, we will hear from Robert Jones, who is with the Advocates Leader Speakers Network, and we'll get his intake on the Americans with Disabilities Act. Welcome back, everybody, to part one of our Develop Abilities podcast episode for today on the Americans with Disabilities Act. And joining me here in the studio today is my good friend, Robert Jones, who is with the Advocates Leader Speakers Network. And Robert, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Glad to so, be my here. First, so my first question, Robert, is tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Robert Jones. I'm from American Fork, Utah. Uh, as Eric said, I am part of the speakers, the Advocates as Leaders Speakers Network. We got our start back in about 2015 um, through Utah State University. Uh, I was invited through Amy Notwell as she was uh, getting this program started. If I was, she asked if I was interested in being a part of it and speaking to the public professionally, and I agreed. And I've been doing it ever since. And we've been a quite a successful network, um, and we are always inviting people to come join us. Uh, I'm also a, an IT student at Utah Valley University, finishing a Bachelor of Science in Information Technology. I'm hoping to be graduated and done by the year two, 2024. Um, and so that's a little bit of me. That's awesome, Robert. So my next question is, how has the Americans with Disabilities Act impacted your life and why? Um, the ADA has been a major has made a major major difference in, such that uh well let's let's just say it's it's helped academically um if there was no uh accommodations for people with disabilities in higher education there's just no way i would have stayed in college um because uh call has anyone who's been through college knows it's hard and it's especially difficult for a person with a disability, with a learning disability, or any other kind of disability, because they have to work two to three times as hard as your everyday average student. And um, the ADA has made it possible for me to get those accommodations so I can learn better, study better, and succeed at, at accomplishing what I've worked so hard to do. You know, ADA has really made a significant difference there. And uh, it's really helped a lot of people with disabilities to live a better quality of life. That is awesome, Robert. So my, my final question for you is, it has been 32 years since the Americans with Disabilities Act has been passed, was passed, excuse me. 
What things do you see that still need improvement from your perspective? Um, well, first of all, the ADA has done so much to make a big difference, as I mentioned before. One thing that I think could still be improved upon, maybe the, the ADA could have a voice in, is um, transportation for people with dis individuals with disabilities. Um, I've been working with a, a colleague of mine, Roger Downing, to try and get a more transportation in Provo uh, in areas that where it's really needed. And um, one of the things we've talked about as a group is uh, at Ability First is um, and for those of you who are not familiar with Ability First Utah, it's an independent living center down here in Provo that provides services for people with disabilities, pretty much services in general for anyone who needs them. Um, but we've, I, as I mentioned, I have been working closely with Roger and we've been trying to get a route put down there. We've also talked about um, better signaling devices for people crossing the street. Let's, for example, uh, let's say somebody's in a walker or a wheelchair, so it takes them longer to get across the street. Um, the, the biggest trouble that we have here today is a lot of drivers don't pay attention. They're not attentive enough to pedestrians, even bicyclists. Uh, and um, we, have, we're, we have talked about proposing a signal, an overhead signal to put on the lampposts so that when, when passengers or when uh, pedestrians cross the street, especially if they're in a wheelchair, they can push a button that shows, that illuminates a light on the, the stoplight that, that alerts drivers that someone is crossing, someone in a wheelchair is crossing. And um, with that in mind, if they implemented something like that, then, dri then drivers would know and probably be a little more attentive. So that's perhaps something the ADA can be involved in. Um, you know, it's not necessarily on them because the ADA already does such a fine job accommodating people with disabilities. Uh, but that's something that perhaps they can be involved in because we want, I mean, obviously everybody wants to be safe when they're using the road, you know, and I would want that too. You know, I wouldn't want someone to accidentally accidentally be hit in a wheelchair because another driver wasn't paying attention. So it's just a thought. That's one thing that comes to mind. You know, um, there are other things that I think could probably be improved on. You know, like higher education system could be enhanced. Uh, people with disabilities who want to go to college and get a better get a higher education. Uh, I think that. Um, they could probably tailor uh, they could probably tailor coursework to that's disability related you know where um, they could do their coursework and have better accommodations but um, that I guess would depend on the institution that they're attending you know um, um, but a, a lot of it could be getting the word out to a person with a disability that if they want to get an education that they need to they need to go talk to the accessibilities department at their at the college that they're pursuing 
you know, assuming that they have one, and to say, here's what I need, you know, because as a student myself, that's what I had to do. I had to be my own voice. I had to say, this is what I need. Here's how to do it. Um, I, I just need such and such accommodations in order to help me succeed, you know. And so perhaps the ADA could help uh, facilitate that by advertising the need to uh, to speak up for those accommodations, you know, because they're great. They're a great asset to any student that needs that wants to learn, but wants to succeed knowing that they have some limitations. So there's a few things there. Those are some awesome answers. Excuse me. These those are awesome answers, Robert. And Robert, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be interviewed today. We really appreciate it on the show. Not a problem. Happy to do it. But it's my pleasure to interview you. So coming up next, folks, we will have part two of our Americans with Disabilities Act Developabilities podcast episode, where we're going to hear from from a parent's perspective on the Americans with Disabilities Act. So stay tuned, folks. <laughs>